Happy New Year if you have not heard that from me and this is the first time you get to hear it. I have a very, well, I always say that, right? Special message, connection. I love it. Listen, I've been preparing for this and uh, right before I started, I went into worship, <laughs> prayer. So I've been here for a while, <laughs> praising and worshiping. And uh, I hope you get to enjoy the message that is just flowing from the anointing of being in the presence of God. It is some good stuff. I'm going to be talking about the U-turn in your heart. There is a U-turn. I don't know what your 2023 was like. I know how mine was. I know how 2024 just started. So we're going to talk about the U-turn. Grab your Bible, grab your pen, grab your text, grab your friend, forward this message. Do me that huge favor. Forward it to some people. Call them, share it, subscribe if you have not, and leave me a review. That would be so amazing because it will allow other people to see how we are doing. It's not just me, but you as well as participants. How are we doing with voice imprint? Remember, what do we do here? Five things, ignite our faith, strengthen our prayer life, deepening our love for God, Walk with confidence. Let me tell you, the scripture that we read here, definitely going to encourage us to walk with confidence as a Christian. And by the time we finish, our spirit shall be formed in the name of Jesus to become an indomitable spirit. Let's get to it. Grab it and let's go. Here we go. We're going to start right here. This is, I told you, it's going to be a new thing, right? I've already greeted you. My name is Joy Kitanga Dash Double, and I'm glad to host to be here on Voice Imprint with you. Today, we're going to dive in Jeremiah 29, and I want you to grab your Bible, your pen, your thoughts, gather yourself, and let's dive in into what God has to say to you and I. The U-turn in your hurt. The U-turn in our story. The U-turn. There gotta be a U-turn. There gotta be some turn around, right? So let's get it, let's connect it, and let's get started. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, I thank you. I bless you for this opportunity to be before your throne of grace with your people. From each and every one of us where we are connected. Be it in Africa, 
Ghana, be it in Alaska, be it in Canada, be it in South Africa, be it in Vietnam. Lord, connect us through your message. May the word of my mouth and the meditation of all of our heart be acceptable and pleasing to your sight. Lord, may we delight in your word and may your word dwell in us, abide in us. Just don't leave us the same way you found us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are talking about the U-turn in our story. Whether your story is of pain, hurt, and suffering, whether 2023 or the last five years, COVID, pandemic, malaria, whatever that has gone around the world, financial crisis, social media, there got to be a U-turn. What is this U-turn concept? I believe in most countries, we can all agree, there is a time where you find yourself on the road driving to your destination and find that you probably are on the wrong road or you passed your, your point of stop and you needed to turn around and and go back in order for you to be in the right path. In the story that I'm about to share with you today, we want to read from Jeremiah 29. This is a place where many of us have quoted this scripture for a very, very long time. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, right? You said it, I've said it. Many of us in the kingdom of God, a church goer, church doer, we've quoted, for I know the plans that I have for you. We've, hold, we've held to this scripture as a mean of hope, as a message of hope that God has a plan for me. You know, this plan that he has is a plan of hope, of prosperity, of a future. I want us today, to look in this text where Jeremiah 29, 11, that we have quoted together so many times and go deep a little bit more. It's amazing. This text, Jeremiah 29, it's actually a letter, a letter that Jeremiah have sent to the captive, the last people who have been, hmm, I told y'all, I'm going to, I just finished coming out of worship, coming out of prayer. So you, you might hear, you might hear me moving. I'm moving in the spirit. Y'all, it's, it's, it's you, you getting the raw flesh, fresh, not flesh, not freshness. The captive, this is the message to the captive, the last one of their kind who have been taken by Babylon into captivity. 
we're not talking about the poor. We're not talking about the middle class. We're not talking about uh, the quote unquote nobody. These people, Jeremiah described here in 29, who are receiving this letter, are the prophets. <laughs> These are the priests. These are the people who work with the king of Israel. These are the people of high esteem. We are talking about, hallelujah, my God. We are talking about you had an experience of the high, best quality of life people that have been held captive. I've heard this expression before that says that <laughs> pain or God or Life is not a respecter of men. There's certain things does not discriminate or choose who it's going to happen to. Let me tell you, sickness does not choose status. Sickness, pain, financial problem, marriage, divorce, it does not choose discriminating who to choose and who to not choose. These things, they call life. Life happened to all of us. But how come some seems to have had a grip, a hold on to life so well that they always come out to the other side very well. They always seem to come out to the other side strong or stronger. They always seem to have hold on to the right tool to get to the other side. And maybe you and I, or some of us, or some out there, you go like, Joy, I feel you. Every time it happened to me, I seem to not be able to get up. I have to start all over. May this message encourage you. Maybe 2023, you, you felt that positive excitement. That this is my year. I got this. Maybe you started out with, man, thank you, Jesus. Even all the way to December, you were like, yes, a hallelujah, mighty God. This is the year that the Lord, the year of favor. You're cruising in your business and it is raising and it is producing. It is at work. It is your best. This is the message of those who've had their best. And then suddenly, the suddenly, just like uh, Brother Troy testimony, if you have not listened to it, go listen, that will bless you. Coming from a place, coming from a place where you got everything and then suddenly, the word of God says, this was the letter. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. I'm getting, I'm getting at the point where I'm really getting a little bit <laughs> tired, if I can use those words, of hearing 
a lot of people hating on God, despising God, only because they've come to believe that God does not cause pain. I hope you understand and take this well. Of course, Jesus Christ tells us that God does not tempt us. There are two different words. God does not tempt us, but he tests us. He refines us. He's a potter. It is said here in Jeremiah later on, I am the potter. You are the clay. Right? And, and because of this notion of God, don't test. God does not bring bad things or bad things should not happen to good people. That we find ourselves struggling more than we should. Because it does not make sense. I hope this message give you that courage to step into who you are with God. And begin analyze, re, re, rethink through. Here is the message, the word of God. A prophet, a man of God is writing to the people that have been carried to Babylon, the last exile. You've had your life good. You've had your life well. You lived your life with excellency. You measured to the highest level. You've reached your PhD, but you come all the way from Africa, from China, into the world, the freedom land, the land of the living, where you know that this is the land where freedom reigns. And you come here only to realize you are an exile. The word of God says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. To all those I have carried into exile. Not the devil. Not your mistake. Not your curse. Not your passing. Not your whatever. That carried you into the situation that you are in right now. The Lord says, I carried you. I carried you. So that's, that's where this text is coming from. God have carried you into this place. The place of hurt. The place of brokenness. The place of unfulfillment. The place of a... Of, of, uh, Emptiness. I had everything. I worked as a respiratory therapist. I made good money. I was paying my bills. I dressed the way I wanted to dress. Then I heard the call. And the Lord say, follow me. Now let's skip. 
verse 10, we begin to read. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, underline that. When 70 years are completed for Babylon. And I want you to circle the when. We're going to get back to it. He says, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know, there we go. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. I want you to circle then you will. Then you will. I want you to circle that then. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will answer you. In, a, in other texts, it says, and I will listen to you. It says, I will hear you. Other translations say, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back. There is go again. Bring you back. From captivity, I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I have carried you into exile. God has a plan and a purpose. I love how the other translation where it says, for I know the plans that I have for you. It says, for I know the thought I thinketh." God is thinking. God <laughs> is planning. God, it is strategizing. God is working because you and I have this tendency like the Israelite. To get to a certain level in life and think we have been doing all this all along by ourselves. So now we just read the full text that we're going to break down. And I want you remember our topic is what? The U-turn. You have gone through. I once was up on the hill, the mountain, and I found myself in the valley. And I'm wondering, is this ever going to be over? Or maybe you're not wondering. You're planning 2024 is going to be the year. You know, like how we all have our word for the year. God gave me a word for the year. God gave me for the word of the year. I never quite understand that principle of the year, the word for the year. But I but I realize this. I may not be in the category of people who get the word for the year. But I am in the category of those 
who believe and trust, God is doing something. Despite whether I get a word or don't get a word, or whether I create the own word or not, whether whatever, God is at work. So here we go. Let's 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 break down this few verses, about four of them, that the Lord is speaking to the exile, to those who once lived their best and then find themselves have to start over. Or you lost loved one in 2023. Maybe even at the end, in December, you lost the time of Christmas where carols and, and candlelight are everywhere. And there you are, wondering, weeping, crying, where God have carried you into a place where you are left perplexed. Because the word of God says, Though we are crushed, we are not, though we are pressed, we are not crushed. He says, though we are perplexed, we're not in despair. Nothing that God carries us into ever going to lead us into despair. That's for sure. Even when it looks hopeless, even when it looks like the darkest valley, it will never get you to despair. Because for I know the plans I have for you. All right, so I ask you to circle two words, when and then. Here we go. The word when is in the English term, it is, is a determination or a factor of time. When is related, actually both of them, when and then is related to time. There are two types of time that we are aware of, I'm aware of. There's the Kairos time and the Kronos time. The Kairos time talks about the infinite time of God. The Kronos time is the clicking of the time. Tick tock, tick tock, the human, the man time. And here, the word of God for us today begins with when 70 years are completed for Babylon. That means that, let me tell you this word. Oh, this encourages me so much. Hallelujah. When the 70 years are completed, it means that your enemy, my enemy, have a window time in which they can operate. Your enemy will never operate for eternity on your situation because eternity is God's time. The enemy is limited to time. Just as you and I are limited to time, time that can be operated for certain things. That's what Genesis tells us. Genesis 1, that God created a system of time where he says there is a time, season, day and night. Let there be lights. Light that would distinguish seasons, days and years. 
Hi. When? It's limited. Now, when is a word that can be defined and understood in both times? Whether it is a Kairos, whether it is a Kronos. Unless the Lord specified the when, unless you and I define the when, if it's not defined, then it is subject to the hallelujah, to the line of time of God. That whatever, if God did not give a time, that means that this is endless. I love this in the, in, 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 uh, in the, uh, what text I, that, uh, there's one text where God is talking is Joel. Thank you. Holy spirit, Joel, the book of Joel, where he says a holy fast, holy fast. Y'all, I don't know if you ever done a holy fast, but a holy fast at least in my understanding, it is a fast that is determined by God. How do you fast by a fast that is determined by God? But it's in mercy. Iros time is infinite. So if you fasting according to his time, when do you stop fasting? You probably don't. It means that you live a certain life, my God, hallelujah. The when of fasting of a holy fast is, is God determined. It means it's a shift of your way of life. When God calls you to a holy fast, it's not a fast that I'm going to fast three days and it's going to be this. No, it means a change of who you are. Because you're operating in the holy, <laughs> the set apart the anointed time of God. So he says, when the 70 years are completed for Babylon, your enemy has a timeline. Whether you and I know that timeline, it will never be on an eternity time. It is on Kronos time. There's always a when. To what the enemy can do to us. A specific time. It has a beginning and it has an end. Your situation. My situation. May seem like forever. But it's not. Here we go. Let's keep going. Right? He says when the 70. When 70 years are completed for Babylon. That means when they finish doing what they got to do. Because I authorized them i gave them permission because i drove you to them to do what they're doing right because i carried you remember that's what he says right in verse four the place that i have carried you he says when that is completed i he himself god will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back Underline that. God will bring you back to the place where you once were. Probably double. It is called restoration. The U-turn. There's a time 
when that moment is finished, when the suffering is finished, when that hurt is finished, when that situation is finished, he will turn you back to the place where you want. Okay, Joy, what if my place where I started is a place of pain and hurt? If you started from a place of pain and hurt, the U-turn is not going to land you on the place of pain and hurt. The U-turn is returning to the place where God initially intended you to be. Mm. He says, for I know the plans, the thoughts I think toward you. This thought that God has for you and I, this thought that he has toward you and I, he says they're not to harm you. Even though I, I, I brought you into exile, exile will not harm you. This is where you get to appreciate the story of people who come out and said, I was in abusive relationship. But God. And then they become the greatest speakers. They become the, the, the phenomenal evangelists. They become all this. Why? Because the Lord drove you into a place of pain and hurt and suffering because of the thoughts he had toward you, the thought to give you hope, the thought to prosper you. In the moment that you are enduring the suffering, it doesn't feel so. You probably don't even want to hear this message. You probably don't even want to evangelize. You probably don't even want to do anything with God. But let me tell you, it does not stop him from the thoughts that he has. It does not stop the plan that he has. So even though we go with this sense of feeling that I'm in control, when you are people of God, when you are set apart, when Psalm 107 says this, my Lord, this bless me. Let me tell you, Psalm 107 says this. I'm going to read the New Living Translation. It says this, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out, tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. You cannot be silent about your situation. You cannot be silent. You are become, you, once you've been redeemed, you are automatically an evangelist. You are called to go speak the word of God. Because it is not by your own might. You might have thought, I found my way to escape this abusive environment. Uh, you might have thought that I found my way to find a refuge place. You might have thought that I find a way to get out of war. You might I find my way to get out of this depression. But let me tell you, God never intended for you to stay there because there was a U-turn. There is a U-turn. There is a U-turn. There will be a U-turn. For I know the plans that I have for you. These plans are to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. 
There's a second word that we circle. Verse 12. Then you will. Then you will call upon me. So once you make that U-turn. There's something you got to do. You see. Most of the time. Like I said. When we experience that U-turn. And we go to the mountain. The place the Lord says, I will bring you back to the place I have carried you from. He carried you from a place of value, of greatness. And then you drop it thinking that you did it yourself. And the enemy now captures you the second time. But we're not going to go there. We're talking about the then. The then is what Psalm 107 said. Speak out. Speak out meaning that the situation refined you. The situation reminded you of who your creator is. Your situation um, molded you. Develop another character. A character that will honor God. A character that gives you boldness to testify. He says, then you will call upon me and come to me and pray to me and I will listen. Let me stop right there. It's going to be ouchy a little bit. Sometimes the people of God, our prayer are not answered or heard because of how we have placed ourselves in life. When we learn to surrender, to walk in humility, Give a shout out to, pa, to, to, to pastor and coach, my, my dear friend, coach, Paul Ibora. He's going to come up on here. We're going to have a blast I, uh, in February. He's coming to share the message of God here together. We're going to have a blast, right? I was in one of his sessions. He says, you know, he, he broke down Second Chronicles 7, where it says, if the people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. My God, listen, that blessed me. He says that something that you have to understand, are you called? The process of prayer, to get to praying, there's, there are these rules that we have to understand in our Christian life, in our walk with God, that there is a place where we need to start learning humility, repentance, and all these things that feel us comfortable. They are the rules of the kingdom. When we learn to obey those rules, we will become effective or we will see, experience the effectiveness and the power of prayer. We have yet to experience the power of prayer because when we made that U-turn, we forgot our deliverer. We forgot we've been redeemed. We forgot that God is the author and the finisher of our story. We began to 
manifest or believe in making scripture sounds like we wrote it. The Lord has this message for you and I. Your then is your U-turn. Then is the next thing. The after that comes after the exile. It's for you to carry a message. I recently read this message that broke my heart. Of a, an individual said, my faith is personal. I don't want to, I don't like to be public. Yo, faith ain't no personal. Once you have accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and your Savior, you are commended. We are commended. It, 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 it's like God says, I redeemed you. Now go evangelize. That's what he said. Now go. So faith is not a personal thing that I don't want to talk about. Faith is a thing that we are to practice, to live out that can save other people's life. The U-turn. The U-turn is call on his name. Pray for people. Pray with people. The Lord will listen to you. There is a transformation that happened in your life. Allow that transformation to unlock someone else. Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news. To set the captive free. Huh? Ashes. Like, take off the ashes of others. And give them the crown of beauty. Give them the oil of gladness. Take off the sorrow. My faith is personal. While others, let me tell y'all, I, I I say this to some of my some of the young sisters that I that I mentor. I say, when we get to 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 that kingdom door that we all want to go and say, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. You better be ready <laughs> because the Lord will look. Where are all these people that I sent you on earth to save? Well, God, I had made faith personal. I didn't want to go to church because the, the pastor. Okay, let me, let, me, let me stick back to the scripture here. Do you understand? When Jesus comes, he will look. Who have you brought with you? Church was personal? Come on. Then you will call on me. Pray to me. I will hear you. I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. In other words, you tried before and you didn't get to me. Your prophet even say that earlier. Your prophets were prophet later on. He said it. Your prophet are prophesying lie to you, lies to you because they tried to seek me. I ain't showing up to people that are lying. I ain't showing up to this. So let me refine you. Let me test your faith. Let me develop you so that, so that when you call upon me, I will give you the truth. I will direct you. I will show you the way. The U-turn. I will turn you around in the right direction. But if you do not want to change, 
you will continue in the wrong direction. Remember, there's a when. God's plan is there is a when. There is a time, the beginning and the end. Ecclesiastes says this, there is a time for everything under the sun. Time to weep, time to celebrate, time to die, time to birth, time to win and time to lose. There's time for everything. So 2024, as I wrap up, we have a line of testimonies. Because I believe in Revelation 12 that says they overcame him by the power of the blood of the Lamb and their testimony. And the word says this, and they did not, <laughs> they did not think of themselves wildly. They did not keep it to themselves. They did not do it for their own good. Their testimony, they testify to bring glory to God. So they overcame him. The blood is already been spilled. Je uh, Jesus Christ healed the blood. Die for you and I. Sickness was already overcome. Death is already overcome. Why are we still sick? Why are we still dying? Make a U-turn. It's time to make a U-turn. And go in the right direction. Some of y'all go like, ah, I don't think I want to repent. It's called repentance. <laughs> it does. Make a U-turn. Repent. It means to turn around. Instead of going in the wrong direction. Go into the right direction. And do it right. Testify about the goodness of God. What God has done. How is he doing it in your life? Give him glory even through the pain. And we'll see. All my life you have been faithful. Yes, Lord. All my life you have been so, so good. Okay, so let me, in summary, Joy, what are you saying? In summary, I'm saying. When, then, you will end up in the place where God wanted you to be. It does not matter whether your story starts or started with blessings and honor or bitter and pain. Become a place where we all are walking and have to make a U-turn and pray and say, Father, help me do it right. To honor you. He says this, I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you. From where I have carried you. He carried you. Even to toughest time. It's time to make a U-turn. To do it right. Testify. Return to church. Return to the place where you pray day in and day night. 
Return to the place where you read scripture to the little one. Return to the place where you meditate on God's word and you find joy to it. Return to the youth group. Return to the ministry you want to serve. God wants you to turn back. He said, I carried you into that suffering. But I'll bring you back. Then you will call upon me. As the great, I heard it at least from Les Brown, who says, it is not finished until I win. May 2024 be a turn around, the U-turn, where we declare the goodness of God. Let's turn around. Let's make a U-turn this year. And bring the loudest shout that the Lord God Almighty deserves. And we will know. And the next generation will never even know that COVID existed. Yes, my friend, that's it. Turn around. Let's do that U-turn. Go to the Lord. Go back to church. Do it right. Go to your prayer life. Go back to where it used to be. And let's honor the Lord. If you do not have a church yet, you can reach out. We'll work with you, help you to find a church. Let this year, begin this year and finish this year being in church, serving the Lord, leaving the imprints of God's love. Even if it means for you to connect with a youth ministry, you're already in the church. Become active and let's watch what the Lord will do in 2024. God bless you and take care because I know this is the year of the Lord's favor. I can't wait to share you with you more about our guest speakers that are coming in February and in March and the rest of the year. With all of that, remember, leave the imprint of God's love wherever you go. Stay blessed. Bye-bye for now.